Hello, everyone, and welcome to Top Comments, a podcast from the YU Commentator. My name is Sam Gelman, the Junior Opinions Editor, and I have the honor of hosting our very first episode. Before I delve into this week's topic and introduce our guests, I want to just explain what exactly it is we are trying to do here. Our hope for this podcast is to delve a bit deeper into the issues that are driving the debate at each of the university, whether it is at Wilf, Barron, or any of the graduate schools. Several times a month, we will look at one of the concerns, controversies, or questions surrounding YU, and with the help of some of the brightest minds the YU community has to offer, provide a new, deeper perspective. Speaking of the brightest minds, today I have the honor of being joined by three of our top student leaders, Zach Sturman, President of the Yeshiva Student Union, Karen Newbrichel, President of the Stern College for Women Student Council, and David Simpson, President of Student Organization of Yeshiva. Welcome everyone to our first podcast. Thanks, Sam. Hello. It's really nice that you're all decided to join us. Um, I know that we all have a lot on our mind. We just heard Dennis Prager um, speak, most of us. Um, and I know it's a lot of things to process, but we're gonna try to do, we're gonna shift away from that and talk about something a little different. We're gonna talk about the co-ed events at YU and the co-ed environment in general um, in the school. And the reason we're talking about this is because this past week we had two major co-ed events that had never been done before. The first was a co-ed paint night um, hosted by various student councils. Um, and the second was this past Shabbos we had singing at sundown, which was, I don't know, was a co-ed um, Sudakshli sheet um, sponsored by Soy um, that was as kind of an offshoot of, clan, of the Clan 9 minion. So let's just delve into those issues before we get to the general um, conversation. So we'll start with you, Zach. Um, why did you decide to do an event like King Night? What was the what was in your mind when you were playing an event? So a couple things come come to mind anytime that we're trying to organize new programming. So when it came to Pain Night, there were a couple of factors. One is that Pain Night is a great activity. We know that at Stern, in the past they've run, or at Barron they've run. Um, paint nights before, and those have been very well attended. So one idea was to bring a great event to campus. The second was, as you mentioned, to include a co-ed aspect. One of the things that YSU, and I know some of the other councils are focusing on this year, um, is the idea of sort of having more normalized co-ed events on campus. I know we're going to get into that more in a minute. Um, one of the obvious difficulties and obstacles from having separate campuses is that often co-ed events they don't happen as frequently as some people might like, and we're not opposed to that. And we're looking for ways to to incorporate more co-ed events like Pain Night. And um, David, same question to you about seeing at sundown. What led to this development? Why do you think that this this was a necessary or a good program to have here? So, from Soy's perspective, a lot of what we do is really just creating a better and enhanced religious experience for all students on campus. And in doing that, we really want to engage the broader community that's here. So. Recognizing with Climate 9 and the huge success that we had there, where both men and women, there's 100 plus people that come every week. And it's, it's more than just the men who go and live on the Uptown World Campus, there's also women who live nights and women who come for Shabbat. So we felt that Sudat Shushit is a, an experience that people love. They love just seeing and be with their friends. And we felt that that was something that really both men and women really wanted to be part of and really thought would enhance their Shabbat experience. So for us, it wasn't necessarily has to be co edited, but it's more about engaging the bigger community. Um, Karen, we'll go to you now. Um, Zach mentioned that he thinks that having more co-ed events on campus is um, a necessity and something that we should be working towards. Why, why do you think that's the mindset of, 
of the of the student councils. That would mention something similar. Why why do you think that we need more code events? What's leading to this kind of train of thought? Um, I think in general, um, we're trying to create new events on campus, um, and. Um, IU University is a very diverse student body, um, so there are a lot of people who want more code events. There are also people who want more single-sex events, and we're working on that also. Um, just creating more opportunities um, for students on campus. Yeah. If I were made a follow-up on Karen's point, I think what really is the driving factor is that there are a lot of varying students with varying needs. And the different and each all the different groups of students, they all have different things that they want. And what I, what I've come to realize over the past six months and the last year as VP of Soy, is that one size really doesn't fit all. And we can't just have one event to either be either single sex or co-ed. We need to really have dual programming and multiple programming to really fit the different students that are at Yeshiva University. So in creating multiple programming, we really can satisfy the different needs of the student body. So. You both mentioned just now that there's two types of student body. There's two, like a divide almost in the student body. Not a bad or good one, just like a, a divide. There are people that want more co-ed um, programming, and there are people that don't want more co-ed programming, and they like the single-sex programming. Um, but there are cri critics of the second group will say that you guys are already accommodated through, through classes, through most Shabbases, most um, and they'll say that you, you don't need more programming, um, and we should be spending more time um, with co-ed programming as opposed to single-sex programming. So how would you respond to people that are, are, are advocating for more co-ed programming, not at the expense of the single-sex programming, but like to put more focus on that, as opposed to doing it equally? I, I would say that it really, it's not, it's not about there's, you have enough and now we should have a focus, it's really just everyone should have a focus on their programming, both in and outside the classroom, and that there shouldn't just be a, like if school is single sex, that means all the co-ed program, all the after-school programming or extracurricular should be co-ed. I think it's just really having multiple programming for the different students, because it really isn't fair to just have only co-ed programming after class and that all club should be co-ed. You can have both. There's no reason that we couldn't have both, and we should be able to have both the students that want the different types of programming. Um, I also want to add that um, I don't see this as a divide between students who want code events and students who want single-sex events. Like, there are students who want both of those um, and students who attend both of those kinds of events. Um, so, like, we're creating events for students who specifically want one sort of event, but also for all students. So I do agree that um, generally, obviously, it's our jobs to accommodate all of our different constituents, like our entire student bodies that we represent. Um, and I certainly I agree with David that it's not they're not pitted against one another like oh this you know this sect of YU is against the other you know they're against their types of events everybody has their own interests and wants different types of events they don't necessarily conflict or anything like that I do think to your point Sam that one thing that I've noticed to be a little bit lacking is COVID events that certainly should not be at the expense of single sex events um, we are working on new programming for that as well and we will have you know, new clubs and new events, etc. Uh, but that said, I would say that there's been a little bit more of an emphasis, at least for me personally, on co-ed events so far this year. So you, so you all, you all say very similar things in that there are there are two groups that we they should be they should be working, not working together, but they should we should be trying to accommodate both um, separately. 
But do you think that there is a way to somehow make these events, like a paint night event, um, somewhat more accommodating to students who prefer same-sex same environments, say having a paint night with two options, uh, co-ed paint night or a, and a single-sex paint night, or should there be separate events, we'll have paint night this night, a different event, another day, something like that? So I think when it comes to the bigger events, we do try to do that. For example, there's a Hanukkah Viga Uptown for just men in the morning, and then that the same night we're going to have Hanukkah Fest, which will be a code event. And I'm pretty sure there's the same thing on Baron campus where they have a, a Chaviga that's only for women, and then women come uptown for the Hanukkah Fest. And then I believe the paint night that we had that was co-ed oftentimes was just a single-sex event on Baron campus, and they will be having their own single-sex event of, I believe, possibly of similar caliber. And so we do try to really have dual events that both fit the co-ed environment that people want and also the single-sex environment that students want. Yeah, just to add to that, um, we like recognize that we changed the paint night to a co-ed one, so for some students that was taking that away from them because they don't want to go to the co-ed event, so we're working on a similar event um, to have on their end, um, just for the women. So by nature of the event, it's not always going to be one-to-one, -one, like, oh, we'll have the co-ed option and the single-sex option. I mean, some events just aren't going to function that way. Um, sometimes the event isn't going to be appealing to a single-sex crowd or won't be appealing to a co-ed crowd. So we're obviously taking that into consideration, but we definitely are putting an emphasis on both of those, programming for both of those groups. So one of the differences between the two events that, um, that happened this past week was that Paint Night was specifically advertised as a co-ed event. It was, it was on the flyers, on Y Marketplace, it was advertised that as well. While singing at, singing at Sundown was not advertised as co-ed, even though it, it was actually a co-ed event. Um, why the different approaches, and what are the, the positives and negatives of doing something like that, of not specifically advertising it as co-ed, but advertising, and advertising it as co-ed um, on the other side? So I'd say off the bat that I don't think it's necessarily, it's not like we deliberately wanted to emphasize purely that it was co-ed and when it came to singing at sundown they didn't, but what I would say is one thing we had to do when we advertised that it was co-ed is create a distinction because as we mentioned previously there had been single sex paint night, it's possible that people were accustomed to that being the type of event, um, so it was important that we did make clear that this is a co-ed paint night. At the same time, I don't think, you know, I do think that there's an advantage to A, just making clear what the event is, B, considering when you create a new co-ed event, obviously you're hoping to appeal to the people who are interested in co-ed events. So as a matter of advertising, it makes a lot of sense to say, you know, this is a new co-ed event that sort of, you know, catches the ear or the eye of, you know, people who are looking for more co-ed events. People have been hoping that there would be more. I think just to follow up on Zach, in terms of singing at sundown, I think the focus wasn't to say, hey, co-ed event, come to co-ed Sudashashit. It was more of a, this is going to be a beautiful singing and a beautiful Shabbat experience amongst your peers, to really have a normalcy amongst a broader community, not to just say, oh, there are women or there are men there, so you should come. It's just, this is a community, this is something normal, you should be with your friends. So the whole point was we didn't want to focus on the co-ed aspect, I think it was just implied and understood, and people when they saw the flyers understood what the community meant, and it wasn't, we didn't want to focus on the co-ed aspect, it was just, this is going to be with you and your friends. Okay. 
Um, so final question, because we're running out of time. Um, this group of student leaders, as well as student leaders from the other student councils, have now basically an unprecedented opportunity to innovate and expand programming. Um, the Office of Student Life, which runs the, which helps um, facilitate student council programming, received a $200,000 increase, or 67% increase in funds available for student activities um, because of the new student activities fee. Um, so what are your ideas, all three of you representing different councils, um, what are your ideas for how that money can be used um, more effectively? And what can we expect from the future of the councils, especially in terms of co-ed events, as that is the topic of conversation right now? Um, I think that um, this money, we definitely want to use um, towards bigger um, events. Um, like Paint Night, um, we have ideas for new initiatives, new events on campus um, that are both co-ed and, and single sex. Um, but they're going towards like bigger projects this money, um, not necessarily towards smaller club events. So I'd say th like things with this extra budget, so I've been very much focusing on things that really had needed improvement and enhancement on campus. For example, we just bought all new suburban for the Bate Midrash, and we're working to help reinvigorate the Ruben Shul and turn it more into a Bate Midrash, focus on more philosophical works and more of the philosophical and thought works that really isn't really represented in the Bhatia Midrash currently. We're just using a lot of the, the new money to really enhance students' experience on campus and continue the programming such as Sing at Sundown and Planet Nine that really makes students feel engaged and really actively participating on campus. Yeah, I think that the extra money is definitely giving us a lot of room to sort of be a little bit more creative about what we're going to program. It allows us to give more funding to clubs. Um, and to other events, which is great, but additionally, it gives us opportunities to think outside the box and do something like, you know, a first uptown paint night. Um, something else that YSU is working on, quick plug while I have the chance, is an off-campus Shabbaton, um, which isn't something that's been done before. It's something that having additional funding certainly makes co-ed a lot easier. A co-ed off-campus Shabbaton, um, which hasn't been done and probably would be a lot harder to, you know, to start thinking about those things if we didn't have the, the support of the extra budget. Um, so I think we're trying to be creative. Um, certainly, I think we're also like reaching out and looking for suggestions if people have new ways to use that funding. We're certainly not opposed to hearing people's opinions. Um, so it's a good opportunity for us. All right, and um, with that, I think we'll end our first episode. Thank you so much, three of you, for um, joining us. Um, hopefully you'll be on sometime again in the future. Um, for our audience listening, if you have any ideas for topics, questions to be asked, um, or you want to lend your voice to the podcast itself, please go to the commentary website, um, the about page, you could email the editor-in-chief and um, for your, with your ideas or topics, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this has been Top Comments.